Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode. This, my friends, is an episode that I am extremely excited to share with you, as I imagine it will not only just resonate with you very deeply, but it'll also provide an opportunity for you to ask yourself a question every single time that you set big goals for yourself. I imagine a lot of you who are listening are also very high achievers. And as a high achiever, I love setting goals, big, lofty goals. <laughs> and as I was on my hike earlier today, I took a moment to stop and sit and breathe and connect. And I started to think about some of the big goals that I've been setting for myself over the last few years. And there's been one big goal that has stayed true and that I like to share with a lot of my close family and friends. And I started to think about well, what is it about this goal that I really, really desire? And so my question today, the big topic for today is what if rather than thinking about our goals as something we are going to achieve in the future, we instead start to think about what are the feelings and needs associated with that goal that we are hoping to achieve? And is it possible to experience those now? Welcome to the Dr. Jordan Fairley podcast. This show is for people who are ready to implement immediate actionable strategies and insights in health, business, and life. Inside each episode, I'll share with you my biggest aha moments, stories, and interviews to introduce new ways to reframe your current situation and reclaim your life. I'm your host, Dr. Jordan Fairley, welcome to the show. If you tuned in to one of my previous episodes, I shared with you the three main lessons I learned by never becoming an All-American in college. And with that, you got a great understanding of how my one big goal throughout my collegiate running career was to eventually become an All-American. It's like that was the thing that measured your level of success on the collegiate distance running level, especially at the high achieving school that we competed at. And you also know from that story that I never became an All-American. And there's associated feelings of depression and uh, not being good enough and my self-worth not being high enough because of never achieving that goal. But after I graduated college, like that was literally a thing that could never be achieved now because that is a goal that was only associated with a specific time in my life. And so after I graduated, there was a year-long period where I was literally just wandering. I was working as a physical therapy assistant in multiple PT offices. I was working as an athletic trainer. And eventually I moved to Park City, Utah with a good friend of mine. And we kind of just were ski bums while also had a goal slash imaginary goal, really, of trying to qualify for the Olympic trials in track and field. But eventually thinking that, you know, this time had passed where we'd be able to even achieve that goal. And it would be another four years before we could try and train and qualify for the trials. It's like, what is the next thing? And the next thing for me was to eventually go to chiropractic school. And so I looked at all the requirements to get into chiropractic school and I got in. Once getting into chiropractic school is like, what is the big goal here? The big goal ultimately is to eventually graduate. 
along the way, there's all these other goals that you set for yourself. There's five different national board exams. There's clinic entrance exam. You have requirements and goals that you need to set for the student patient numbers that you need to hit. There's also requirements for number of outpatients you see in the clinic and all these other requirements along the way. And it was super easy to get stuck in a pattern of just achieving a goal and then immediately looking at the next thing, achieving a goal and immediately looking at the next thing rather than experience the moment in that present moment. And so after I graduated, I literally graduated with $400 in my pocket. So there was that one day of celebrating with your family and friends after the graduation. And if you're anything like me, I realized $400 in my pocket, living in the fifth most expensive city in the United States, how the hell am I going to pay for rent that next month? And so I started in the chiropractic practice literally the day after I graduated. Started going to different health fairs, started doing health talks, started doing different community events, started walking door to door, started shaking babies. <laughs> not shaking babies, kissing babies and shaking hands. Please don't shake any babies out there. <laughs> but I was doing everything I possibly could to get new people in the door aside from shaking babies. <laughs> Hope that one doesn't come back to bite me. But I was doing everything I could to reach this goal to be able to provide for my wife and I or girlfriend at the time to even be able to pay for rent this next month. And the goals just kept going time and time and time again. But there's been one main goal that has stayed true for at least the last five years. And that goal, are you ready? Is eventually I want a Tahoe vacation home for me and my friends and my family. A place where my family and their friends and their family can all get together and share and experience Tahoe and each other's company together. And one, I think it'd be super dope to have a place up in Tahoe that I can get away to every other weekend or whatever it is. And as I was thinking about this goal, I was sitting there, I was thinking about what are the actual feelings and needs associated with why I want this goal in the first place? And the most obvious answer is because it provides a level of achievement, a level of success, a level of a physical object that took a lot of hard work and monetary gain in order to achieve. So for me, that is a physical thing that tells me I made it to a certain level that I thought could be achieved if I worked at a certain level, if I achieve certain results, and this is a physical representation of achieving that goal. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And... What are the feelings and needs associated with this goal? The other answer that I tend to share openly with a lot of my close friends and family is I want to achieve this goal because I want to use it as a way to say thank you and show my love and appreciation to my family. Having a Tahoe home has been a goal that my family has shared for a super long time. And a couple years ago, even my parents were starting to look at Tahoe houses up there and we realized like it literally was just not feasible. Like the places that we could afford weren't quite worth it. Like we want the house to be something where multiple families can come together and share 
and enjoy each other's company is like, you're not going to do that in a one bedroom house up in Tahoe. Like we were, you need something bigger, you know? I was like, yes, that makes sense. I want to show my love and appreciation. But here's the main point to this is the feeling and the need associated with this goal really was to be able to show my love and appreciation for my family. All the hard work and sacrifices and the upbringing that I had, I owe all to the love and support that my mom and my dad provided me. And I thought that as (laughs) an Aquarius whose love language is gifts, that that would be the ultimate way to show my love and appreciation. But why the hell does it take getting a Tahoe home to show my love and appreciation? So this is where the deeper question came in for myself. And yes, my love language is gifts, but that's not everybody's love language. I came from a family that really, I mean, we really didn't show our love and appreciation physically. We didn't share it verbally that often. We did do a very good job of providing a lot of gifts to each other. We had a big elaborate Christmases and birthdays. And I think my upbringing and the modeling that I experienced throughout my entire life showed you share your love through gift giving. That's not a very sustainable model. And it's also not a model that resonates with very many people. And it's not a model that really you can do that often. And so as I started to think about my upbringing and the reason and why I share my love and appreciation through primarily gift giving, I thought about the question of like, is that actually how I want to show my love and appreciation? And no, it's not. I want to be really good at verbalizing my love. I want to be really good at showing my love on a physical level. And I understand that's something that is extremely hard and it's something I'm going to have to work towards. But by continuing to ask further and further, deeper and deeper questions of why and what is the feeling and need associated with my big lofty goal, I can choose to start to make the action steps currently in this present moment to already live as if I had achieved that goal. Why the fuck should I wait until I achieve this goal to experience these feelings and start to have these needs met now? By knowing and understanding what the underlying desires and needs and feelings are with this thing that I'm hoping to achieve to to get some level of fulfillment and success in the future, what if instead I just connected on a daily basis and I started to put myself in the presence of those feelings and the requests of getting those needs met. And so I realized I had an opportunity. If I want, if my big underlying goal and need is ultimately just to show more love and appreciation to my family, and I know it's going to take more to get out of my comfort zone to do this on more of a physical and verbal level rather than the easy way, which is to provide gift giving, which we have always done. I decided to text my mom and going up from the rest of this hike a couple times, I I started to type out this text, sharing my love and appreciation and thank you for all the sacrifices and the upbringing that you gave me. And I just want to say thank you. 
and I never sent the text message. Half mile would go by further on the hike. I'd rewrite the text message and then I'd put my phone back in my pocket. Eventually, I got into my car. I was like, this is what I want. I obviously understand the feelings and the needs. Get out of your comfort zone and now just do it. And I sent my mom a text message and she said, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. The number one thing I love most in my life, as you know, is spending time with my children. And how cool is that, that we're able to have that exchange in love and energy? Don't get me wrong. I still want a house up in Tahoe. And I understand the actual feelings and needs associated with that goal now. Hopefully, this resonated with a lot of you. And hopefully, you continue to set big, lofty goals But I want to provide an opportunity for you to start to look at these big goals as instead, what is the feeling and the need and the desire associated with that big lofty goal? And can you put yourself into a state where you're already experiencing that on a daily basis? And rather than waiting for the big life moments to occur, can you live in the moments between the moments and have those feelings and those needs and the desires met. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I hope this resonated with you. If you are open to it, let me know what the big takeaway was for you. Let me know what your big goal is. And if you started this process of thinking about what your big feelings and needs and desires are associated with your big lofty goals, feel free to share them. I'd love to hear from you. If you wouldn't mind taking a moment to subscribe to this channel, Rate this podcast five stars, of course. I would love and appreciate it. It takes a few seconds. And until next time, I hope you live more presently in the moments between the moments. Take care.